Hey, 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 hey. Oh, welcome back <laughs> to Drinking During Business Hours. It what is. I just, I like to change it up, you know? I, I, I want to make it interesting. That was definitely interesting. It's another beautiful day. It, it is. Well, I shouldn't say another. It's been really crap, actually. It's But today is beautiful. Today is gorgeous. And yesterday out. was beautiful. Right. But before, it hadn't been beautiful since December 31st. Yeah, for the people who don't live in Los Angeles who are listening, as you know, you've seen on the news, we have been having terrible weather out here. But it's not as bad as other places, I have to say. We're still a little spoiled, just like really crazy rain and cold. Not as bad. Well, you know, our cars aren't buried with snow. We had a tornado in Los Angeles. Yeah, it was exciting. (laughs) Well, for for us watching it, not for the people who are actually getting caught in it. But... Did you see the video of a a teacher in downtown Los Angeles who opened the door and got sucked out of the classroom? Wow, that's every kid's dream. (laughs) 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 Save that video for me, will you? It'll it'll help mend a cognitive dissonance that I'm having from the third grade. So anyways, uh, yeah, beautiful day. We're in the basement with no windows in the cellar, our podcast editor likes to call it. We're Uh, in the cellar. Alan from Pretty Easy Podcast. Shout out to Alan. We're in the cellar at Drinking During Business Hours. And what are we drinking? Well, today, Sarah Halstead, we are drinking a rosé. Now, we don't generally drink a lot of rosés on the show. I don't know why, because we love them. We really do love them. And today, we're drinking the 2021 Banshee rosé. Okay. I like Banshee. Yeah, it's great wine, and this rosé is really, really good. You can tell by the color of it. It's not very dark, so it hasn't had a lot of skin contact when they were making it. Well, that's no good. We like a lot of skin contact. You know what I'm saying? Not in the rosé. All right. But um, you know what? I think we don't have rosé because a lot of our guests are not rosy, except our guest today. Yes. It was actually his idea to crack open a rosé. He was up at the rosé all day were his uh, words. Rosé all day. We have a very special guest. Yes, we We have Luke Null. Yes. Comedian, actor, Luke Null. Guys, rosé all day. I'm glad that that's now going to be... I'm, I'm tied to rosé indelibly. <laughs> <laughs> that will be it. That I've will committed. be you. Hey, it's in the blood. Well, this is a really good Real one, good actually. legs. Real good yes, legs. Yes, the viscosity. Talking about very important. The, good tannins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> I always love... Like, I'm going... Uh, my in-laws are in town this week, and right. we are, we're taking them up to, um, like... Los Olivos. Los Olivos. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Like in Solvang and all that fun stuff. So, Olivos is good, though. Like, it yeah, sounds like, like olives would Alamos. be there. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I like, pronounce it the way I pronounce the, like, I feel like everywhere is going by, like, Los Feliz rules where it's like, no, no, no. You right, really exactly. don't but, say it right. Right. But you I know think, what I mean? I feel like they should say Los Olives. I think that's better than Los Olivos. Right. Los Olives. It means olives. the olives. Yeah. The olives. Like yeah. It, yeah, better than yes. the happy. Uh, exactly. Yeah, of Los Feliz. So yeah, people the... get like I lived on uh, uh, Doheny for a while, and but when I first moved here, I would say Doheny, right. and everyone's like, oh, "You idiot!" Yeah, I'm like, "Why?" There's always like cultural totally... signifiers of whether or not you're from a place. Yes, like, people like like in New York would... with Houston and Houston. Like, yeah, it, like it, how would you know South unless Houston. you lived there and heard right. other people? And would tell you who's to say that you're not wrong or correct yeah like uh some of the streets in new orleans it's like it looks like it's spelled burgundy but they say burgundy right burgundy charters right that's you know that's the accent you know in in the case of uh you know street names very often it's actually a person's name right 
Love it. So, you know, yeah, there's yeah. an actual Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Yeah. 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 Every, and every Halstead Street after me in Chicago. Anyway. Anyway, but so- I brought up, though, I have, before you go on, I got, I got it on the brain. I love, we're take, I'm taking the in-laws to the up You're to the table. Yeah, up yeah. Stuff, okay, right? sorry. And I love, like, when you do a wine flight at some of these places, I love the little, whoever writes the blurbs about each of the wine, I'm just like, it's so... Like delightfully up its own ass. <laughs> where it's like it's pretty pretentious. It's, like, it's kind of snooty. I mean, I love it though because I'm like, there's like, there's whiffs of tobacco with a yes. gentle breeze of Whisper. leather. Right. I'm like, where are you getting leather? leather. I'm like, sometimes when I'm had a few, I'm like, where are you getting this from? Like, I'm it's, I, it's, it's delicious funny. wine, but like tobacco. Really? Yes. Yeah. Tobacco. Exactly. Like a gentle breeze of. I'm Leather? like, like a, that's what do you doesn't sound? What, are you gentle. out of your mind? Well, I'm just like, like yeah, I, yeah, it's like I'm like they're like there's a there's a certain um, aftershock of, uh, of a nectarine, right? And I'm like, is it does a nectarine have anything to do with these great this grape? And they're like, no, not at all. We just think that's kind of the vibe. And we're I, like, okay. I, that's a great point. When I got into, the, I bet wine is dumb. my thing. I've been in, like <laughs> linked to wine for about for a long, long time. And the first time I heard somebody describe a wine, he compared it to ashes from a Greek Orthodox service. We were drinking a Zen, a Zinfandel, a red Zin. And at the time, that's I was great. One. I was floored. I was like, "Wow, that's so good." Yeah. I think I smell it. I'm hitting that. Yeah, Actually, I get. I'm, I get the same. I'm not getting yeah. orthodox. Mm. <laughs> but conservative yeah. for sure. Secular, the traditional. Greek I'm getting um, maybe but, reformed ashes. Yeah, this is so reformed Greek. Then church. I I caught that same pretentious psalm say the same thing, describing a completely different wine, different varietal. So he just says that about everything. You just it's dumb. The whole thing. I love it though. I really love reading them, and I've started (laughs) to take pictures of some of my favorite ones that over the years. That I'm like, this is so. That's a good uh, bit. Because I'm totally talking about. I'm totally that guy. I love it. I'm a wine collector, you know, and I am totally that guy, you know, bruised strawberries. Yes, not regular. I can attest. Bruised. Bruised. That guy. Strawberries, basil. And you know what? I feel like I know that my palate is uh, unrefined, is bad, right? Right. Like for me, I I'm a I kind of operate on a binary a lot of the times. Like when it comes to coffee, for instance. For okay. the longest time, I'm like, I can tell if I'm drinking shit coffee uh-huh. or if I'm drinking like pretty, I don't know if I can curse in here. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, yeah, can, you can. Absolutely. Um, we like it. Uh, we encourage yeah, it. Yeah, if I'm drinking big, big time poop coffee, <laughs> you know, anyone could taste burnt, like sitting on like office coffee or whatever mm-hmm. versus like any uh, your mom and pop coffee shop. Usually I, I pretty much operate under those two bins. I was always like, I don't get these people who are waiting in a line around the block for like this place does it so much different. Well, there's, and then, and then a, a friend of mine brewed me this like dumb rare copy at his house and i'm like this is so stupid and he gave it to me and i was like no no i see the light yeah i see the light there is i was like oh it is nutty i was like (laughs) you know what i mean like something you don't know until you actually have right Good stuff. Isn't Same with ignor- Isn't ignorance bliss, though? I yeah. Mean, I, I, I believe me, I really, really wish that I that no one taught me champagne. Right. Like, I really wish I never had me a sip too. of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> I drink, yeah, I'll drink the garbage. So yeah. do I. 
how much that I, guy cost me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's talking about Dave uh, Champagne. Yeah. Champagne, yeah. Illinois. So, oh, that's cool. Well, thanks for being here. I'm so impressed with you. I don't even know where to start, man. Oh, is, is it you my are, knowledge of uh, wine and coffee? Yes. yes. All um, of that. Let's just keep talking about yes, that. It has exactly. nothing to do with your tremendous ability for comedy oh, and gosh. acting. And we were in a lineup together at Laugh Factory not too long ago. Always a pleasure. And you blew me away. You blew the audience away. I mean, I just, it was Luke. Wow. Too, too kind to take. <laughs> too, <laughs> too and that room, nice. that is not an easy room. It can be a weird mm-hmm. vibe sometimes, mm-hmm. but you know what? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, it's so, so fun. Sometimes it's Sometimes like, it's so, so fun. Some people it get was a real good night. drunk there. Yes, they so, do. It was a good crowd too. that night. Was. Uh, you had them in the palm of your hand. You brought your guitar, and now have you? I'm curious. You're you're like a musician, comedian. Yes, you, I, you incorporate guitar into your set. Yes, I perform with a guitar at this point every time. Oh, okay, that was I'm my question. So you're every time. Yeah, I, I, well, I feel like when I started out, I didn't even really, I wasn't intending on even doing stand up. I'd done some stand up, just normal style, but. Uh, in Chicago, I was doing like some of these like variety shows that would have stand up and have some weird acts on there, and then right. I would do a song, mm-hmm. and then I was like, well, and then I started getting booked at stand up shows, and I'm like, then I started getting booked for longer sets, and what I realized is like when you're doing twenty, thirty, an hour of comedy, mm. you can't just go song, 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 song. You gotta do a little right. interstitial and, and talk to the people in between a little bit. So yeah. I, I, I kind of learned doing stand-up through that because I, I kind of get to hide behind a shield uh, I, I did for years and I don't anymore I don't think you seem but pretty free up there I'm pretty free and easy now I, I'm I've uh, gotten used to not being as tight ass about it like I used to be very word perfect kind of guy right. I would write exactly what I was going to say then mm-hmm. I realized sometimes you got to get the stick out of your butt yep. and just connect a little bit more so I've been you know trying to do that more yeah, you know, it shows. The thing I like about you is that um, you bring a guitar on stage, but you play original songs. True. The comedy stuff you're doing, it's all original. You're not doing song parodies. Mm-mm. Did you ever do song parodies when you first started bringing the guitar on stage? No. I, I mean, I always loved like Weird Al when I was a kid. Those were some ah. of my like, first cassettes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Weird Al. But... My Bologna. I loved it. But then some of my favorite Weird Al songs are his original songs. Yes. You know what I mean? He's like, great. I'm, I mean, he's a great musician. But right. Weird Al is awesome. A lot of those uh, music comedians were, were big for me. Like Tenacious D was big because they, they rock. They legitimately They legitimately rock. rock. Yeah. And like Stephen Lynch, Fly to the Concord. Right. Oh, Fly to the Concord. So, so good. Love, 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 love. Right. But, but again, yeah. these aren't people doing song parodies no because you know the term you know someone says oh he's a guitar act right you know oh, i know it i, I it's a 9.5 times chosen to bear yeah well 9.5 times out of 10 they're gonna get up and do song parodies you right. know and watching what you do is considerably more interesting and fun to watch as a stand-up it's fun to watch i, I that's it's fun because i feel like i'm the same way where i'm like i've seen some people get up and do song parodies and here's the thing they kill. <laughs> Sometimes, mm. if they're good at it, I'm like, oh, dang. Oh, we've the seen audience, some good ones. The audience oh, yeah. knows the melody. Right, that's and part of like it. And they like to so sing along, and they're drunk. Of, and there's a familiarity to right. it right. that they connect to. And it's I've a little seen, more of a novelty, though, than a, probably what I would want to go for. I mean, I have seen some of the least funny, least 
talented stand-ups on the road oh, yeah. over the past 30-some-odd years I've been doing this. And I kid you not, I mean, I've watched them kill with a guitar. Right. And eat it when they're not eat, playing. Eat it on yeah. normal? Yep. Yeah. It's, there is a weird, there's something weird about it. Like, I, I try to, like, I genuinely, when I see someone else get up and do, like, a musical component to their act, I am rooting for them from the bottom of my heart to be good. Right. Because... There's a lot of people I think that do it or incorporate it and they don't, not that I'm some, you know, Mozart kind of level. I, like I am a competent guitar player. Right. Nothing's, nothing, I'm not doing anything crazy, but you do, I think, need to be able to play a little bit of music. Oh, you're sure. good. Like, I think you're a very good guitar player. I think I, so. I mean, I mean and you play it effortlessly, like, so you can focus on words and comedy and beats and there. I can't imagine how hard that is. It's, I mean, it's uh, the same thing, I guess, as when you're doing like crowd work or something. Like I know mm. now that if I'm going to be more in the in the moment, I'm just going to loop some some pleasant chords, and I generally know where I can kind of riff and sing right. within that. Um, but yeah, there. Every once in a while, I'll see somebody get up, and I'm like, oh, but you gotta, you do need to learn how to to play a little bit, right? Like you some cannot just bang. Otherwise, it's yeah. just. Nails on the chalkboard, oh, and we, we are counting down the seconds. Exactly, until you're done. it's yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like well, with any comic too, who's not prepared and gets up and doesn't really, you know, have uh, jokes. Yeah, we've seen that, right? Oh, it's like, oh, yeah. you gotta have some jokes, buddy. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. easier for me to watch than somebody with an instrument in their hand who can't really play. It's a little yeah. double whammy. As someone who right. plays five instruments, that is nails on a chalkboard yep. for me. I want to kill myself. And I've watched. Thousands of hours of terrible comedy in my life right. at this point, and I, I, you're right. I think it's easier to sit through a bad stand-up usually because the bad stand-up is probably not going to be up there for very long. Right. If there's somebody who's genuinely terrible at like just regular old stand-up, they're probably doing five to ten minutes or whatever. Whereas like I came from Chicago and so from like the improv sketch world. And so mm. if you go up and you see a bad improv team, there's a good chance they're going to be up there for 20 minutes. Right. And sometimes there's musical improv and you're just like, please, oh. we need to agree on this before we get here that this is happening because it right. is being subjected to you, whether you know it's happening or not, which I feel like I do to some people when I perform on these lineups in LA, you know, it's a, it's a grab bag. You get to meet a lot of great comedians, but a lot of the yeah. people that are coming to the show, they don't necessarily know no. everyone on the lineup. I didn't no. know, you know that you not. were the guitar right. comic. Um, I saw that you were headlining. Well, that's a, that is a charitable term. Uh, well, you, you headlined very well. I went I mean, last. Right. Well, <laughs> like, depending I, on the show is it can change. Okay. Well, but you did do more time. I think how, how much time do you remember how much time you did? Usually. Cause we're, we're talking about the show at the laugh factory that we right. were on. Right. And the, so that's Tehran's show. Tehran, and yes. shout out to Tehran. You know, he's a listener. Uh, yeah. He's he, amazing. Uh, love Tehran. Uh, Tehran will pretty much always put me at the end because there's a bit of an energy lift because when it I get is, up there banging on a, you know, a it guitar. is hard to follow music acts. However, you are a great headliner. I don't want to take away from no, that. No, no, no. But, but in, yeah. in those moments, I don't feel like a headliner. I feel like I'm doing cleanup duty of right. like oh. people have one butt, butt cheek off the seat. They've been there for a whole show uh, already. They're ready uh, to go to sleep. They're ready to go home. They've ca like, you know, when 
you're the set that's happening when the uh, the servers checks are dropping off down. the checks. <laughs> so that's it's not good. That's not good. You know, it's so funny because no. it's kind of flip-flopped as of late. It used to be a big deal to headline, well, and now headliners don't want to go last. Well, certain shows. Because of that. If it's your show, you know, like in a situation like where people are buying a ticket to see a quote-unquote headliner, right. I would totally be like, yeah, headline that. Because right. I just did, you know. But yeah. with ones like that where it's like a a, a, a showcase style, who, I, yeah. yeah, usually it's like if I've been there before, the comedian is is wise enough to not put me in the middle just because it will be a weird energy shift. Right. And, and he uses me kind of as a, you know, an, an energy lift right at the end. And he, in return for me, kind of, because it can be late. Toronto yeah, likes to yeah, run a long his, Yeah, they um, run late. And but he fills the crowd he or he fills the room, right. and he's an, an energy lift in the beginning. Oh my god! Talk about he's an animal. I mean, phenomenal right? I crowd it. work. Me too. Oh. His crowd work. Woo! Yeah, he just unbelievably great. Guys like that uh, definitely inspired me to be a little more loose. Yeah, um, because you know, and we live in the the fun age of clips. So if I'm we putting a lot of work about that. into off like writing mic. something. We were. Yeah. yeah the, the clip game is real, which I don't like. It's changed how I write things, but it's also made me, it's freed me up in a way to be a little less precious with stuff. So I'll riff out with, with the crowd a little more mm -hmm. because then if it's, if I got a clip of something that only I improvised in the moment, burn it. No right. problem. Exactly. You don't have to again. worry. Exactly. Yeah. It's changed how I perform Truly. the clip game. Yep. I'll, I'll perform a bit thinking, okay, I, for clip purposes. Exactly. That's so why I'll change I never a couple wear pants words now. around to make it universal. <laughs> and what, what did you say? Never. Nothing, no, I was just being a <laughs> Something about pants. I don't know. It was funny, I'm sure. No, but to uh, be more universal, you're yeah, saying. Yeah. To be like more yeah, for the clip so I can like post it and have it. Yeah. I know. Well, it's just dumb. But I, anyway, it is what it is. I have a bad habit, I used to at least, of writing these. I would sit down and write something, and then I'd be all said and done. I'd be like, all right, this is the bit I want to do. And the way my brain works is I'll think of an idea for something, and then I, I like to come at it from every angle, like a one subject, a one premise. Right. I like to come at it from a hundred different angles, mm. right, until there's no meat on the bone. I, right. I mm. beat it to death. Really? I used to do this a lot more. And then I realized that the songs end up being five or six minutes long. And there's lots of jokes in them. Right. They are funny. You, they're you good. I stand by them. You a lot of punches them. in each, each but song. But it's, it's, it's long. It's long for uh, live And they don't com comedy. clip well. They uh, don't. Because then you missed out on all the context of whatever it is. But what I've realized is people kind of jumping in your comments and being like, well, actually, th you didn't think about this, this, or this. I'm like, well... I did. Here's in the first the two minutes, song. Of the song, yeah. I get ahead right. of that. Yeah. But what I realized is like, no, nah, let them, let them. Well, actually, that only helps you. Like them fighting in your comment section. Yeah. About oh, beautiful. That's shit. a good problem to have. I know. Not yeah. That I'm like let an those comments build up. Right. But uh, I callbacks don't clip. Well, no. I don't know. You can't, so, you yeah, can't clip yeah, a callback. Yeah. And so it, the laughter doesn't make any sense in the yeah, clip. Like, I don't get it's like, the but context. No, you had to get the beginning right. of the. Anyway, okay. But I so so you were a musician first or a comedian first, and then you learned the guitar, or were they tandem? You know, I think I I was in high school, right? And I remember a lot of my buddies in high school were all in bands, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Well, I should be in a band too." I mean, come on, I'm I was in a band, band in high school. I was like desperate to band. be in a band, of course. And so I was like, you know what? All my friends play music, like I should learn. So I learned how to play guitar. 
and I was always like a theater kid, so I I did like mm. the musicals and shit. I right. saw okay, I'm a so you're a, you're a triple threat, I, real truly a triple. Well, threat. quadruple because the comedy. Because <laughs> I didn't even mention my <laughs> dance moves yet. Quadruple, uh, but yeah, uh, I remember just being like, uh, I uh, clearly there's no room for me in any of these bands. Right, I'm like, all right, now I got to learn <laughs> bass. I don't know how to play bass, so I'm like. But I was never really in any of the bands. I was always just kind of ready to go on the ah, sideline. Hilarious. But I ended up being kind of a solo act, and I would like, uh, I was the annoying kid that would like. Um, I remember I was in the the show Grease, and there's uh, in the in the oh, yeah. stage version of Grease, there's a character who plays guitar. Yeah. Okay. Duty. Duty plays guitar. Duty, Duty plays guitar. Right. There's a big song where he plays guitar, and so of course. <laughs> Magic changes. You're so perfect magic changes. for that. Yeah. We're cheersing. You well, can't he hear this. On the... Rich was in Greece I was too. In, <laughs> I was in the very first high school production ever done in the what? country. Is that Greece. real? Yeah. Who would you play? Danny Zuko? Close. I was Sonny. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. So you didn't sing? Uh, or not, I, not not a solo? Not a, well, I had one solo line. Could she get me a friend? Yeah. <laughs> and then you nailed it. You <laughs> know. Stamped in there permanently. Right. Now. But uh, I sang... You know, all, all the, the stuff, numbers. all the yeah. group numbers, right? But I did not have a solo. See, I remember our son, he was mad about that. Uh, and he insisted oh. on they made him be the teen angel that sings uh, oh, Beauty School really? Drop. Oh, he so had, he could get a little so more ego. Oh, that's all, hilarious. Already, the ego well, starts so well, early on, ego. doesn't it? Our ego director oh, no. in high school. Not good already, way to start. Played teen angel. <laughs> Whoa, that's wow, just sad. Flag. And, he, flag, and he, sad. he swung in on a rope from oh, the wing. We had him God. up on like a 10-foot thing, and he swung in on a rope. See, I'm back in on him now. <laughs> yeah. I was out Man. on it. Now I'm like, <laughs> I like showmanship. He was totally cool guy. No, he all right, something. the rope. He, totally he saved cool himself guy. with the rope. Okay, but, so. But having that guitar backstage, I realized, oh, my goodness gracious, mm. I could sing a bunch of annoying button wiener songs mm. uh, to the girls I liked. And they'll and they love and I got this weird crazy thing called attention, right? And I was like, oh, I should do this more uh, in the ways that like. And then I, you know, went to college and did comedy stuff. Like I went to a um, Ohio University State School, and I didn't. I did not do anything. I did not major in anything artsy. You know, oh, really? <laughs> what was your major? Uh, my major was Geographic Information Systems. That's so funny. That's yeah. there's there's a lot of yeah like, of material there. I mean, you would think, but it's just it's dull, is what it is. But it's like wow, it's just hearing it sounds dull, like cartography. It's so funny because yeah. because you oh, you like radiate uh, showmanship. So it's just interesting that you chose that. What what was the? You just wanted to have a balance, or just in case. I mean, I'm, I'm from plan? Cincinnati, and so my yeah. my parents are you know very um, traditional. I'm practical. Not even, I'm not even practical. I yeah. think yeah. is they were like, if you're gonna go, because my parents helped me pay for half my school, and so they're like, if we're gonna help you pay for half your school, you kind of have to do what they you want. You gotta do something. They were like. Do whatever you want in your free time. Mm. Get a degree that will end, result in a job. Right. And I was like, okay. And what's weird is doing that thing, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but I didn't, I wasn't super passionate <laughs> about it, but. I'm learning how to make a map, you, Mom. Did you move through it? Did you finish the. Oh, I mean, I got it. I, I have a bachelor's of sciences in GIS. Look uh, at that. I, I also did an internship for, I think, three years with them. Three Jeez. summers, three winters with where I was traveling in a pickup truck, surveying airports all over the country. I would drive around. I was like the guy on the Did side of the highway. Did it have the, the camera highway. on the top? <laughs> Not that, I had, I, this was back in like 
uh, like right when like Garmin and stuff was coming out. So right. I, had, oh. I had the thing, but it wasn't like a the Google thing. It was like um, I was the guy on the highway with the tripod where right. you're like, what the hell are they doing? And you look at the thing. Exactly. The viewfinder had the laser, right. the rangefinder. That was me. And so that I was, was like, kind of fun. Oh, I mean, it was for a kid. Like you're, you know, you're not tied to a desk. Yeah, exactly. At least. It was yeah. one of those things where I, that that's what I did every summer in, in my winters when I was off school. And so I made more money doing that shit because I would just charge ninety hours of work. I would be like. Right. No one would this know. much overtime. No, yeah. they don't. No, they don't. They care. can't. They, they weren't tracking like, okay. you back then, like no. they like they can now. Exactly. It was a yeah. government contract, so you, everyone was paying for it. Wow. Hey, that's my tax money you're stealing there, exactly. Mister. And I, and I needed it for beer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. The six pack of Keystone Light. Um, yeah, I'm from the Midwest too, and, oh. I, and I remember like those those winters, and and I'm just impressed because it, it's so Midwestern of you. To go through that program, not really loving it. Yeah, but you, the Midwesterners, we just do what we're supposed to do, mm -hmm. right? Where are you, you from? I'm from Michigan. Nice, cool, cool, cool. And yeah, very similar. Where you know, I just oh, yeah. I wanted my mom and dad to be proud and happy. I wanted yep. to try, try to make everybody happy and meet everybody in the middle. You know, very diplomatic, exactly. non-confrontational. Just you know, <laughs> and that's at the same time, sense, but <laughs> it like doing all that stuff, kind of as a. a nine to five made me more excited about doing comedy stuff on the side. And I did a lot of mm -hmm. improv in college, had a great group of people there um, well, that have gone on to do some cool stuff. How'd right? you get to Chicago? So uh, we had a grad student actually who was a teacher at the Annoyance Theater in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And so he was taking uh, playwriting classes at OU and was like, he taught us long form Right. Um, you know, and so Great. right away, my my whole class and the class after me really fell in love with having a like top of the line improv teacher right. and coach who knew his stuff and was a very kind person and very like had no agenda or, you know, he was genuinely just like loving teaching us this stuff oh, and how passionate lucky. we were about it. And he was like. Yeah, I mean, if you guys want to do it, you got to go to Chicago. That's the place to go. Right. And he's right, wow. in my opinion, as far as like improv goes. It's the only major city that with a that I would argue the sketch and improv scene is bigger. Is the main event right. okay. above okay. stand up? Okay, not that there's not a stand up scene. There definitely is, but but that's kind of the home. second city sure. and, and Io I've, and yeah, it's right. kind of the main took event. Me there and to watch. I should do that sure. here. By opening like um, UCB and UCB and, and improv sports in Santa yeah. Monica, but it's not the same. It, it's not the same. No, no. Stand ups dominates here. I you would know, say I studied but... improv at Second City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I always like I always like watching good improv. Me too. There unfortunately is a lot of bad improv. There's a lot of bad improv <laughs> that gives it a bad name. And I yeah. I, I think because I came from the improv world, and mm -hmm. it's a very one sided war. It's a lot of stand-ups being like, improv fucking sucks. Like, what the hell are you doing with this stuff, right? And I and I always find myself having to defend improv a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. And I think, this is kind of my theory, which is anywhere in the country, if you walk into your average stand-up show versus your average improv show, your average stand-up show is probably better. It's probably more accessible, more fun, any, just anywhere in the country, right? But the, the best shows I've ever seen, the times when I've walked out of a show and like my face hurt from laughing, 
I walk out being like, wow, I should quit now because I'll never be as talented as these people have been improv shows. I've been times where I'm just like, wow. uh, That's so interesting. Because stand up. Yeah. And, you know, when you had to defend improv, did you have to defend improv to those same people when you were cast on SNL? Um Not so much because a lot of them came from that world too. Oh, interesting! Because I, I couldn't mm-hmm. wait to throw that card out. Oh, so yes. you yeah. you were cast on SNL. I was, were, yeah, Saturday for Night one Live season. I did. I was a we, featured cast member. I got to okay. ha- turn my head and have them say my name. I goes in the intro. That's right. about that's the maximum screen time I had. Most. Did you get to choose the location you got shot at? The location? No, I got my intro was at I. Oh, that's so funny. I had lived been living in New York for maybe three days right i wow. i had never been to new york until wow. i auditioned for snl wow and so they were like uh come on down to washington square park and i have no idea i'm like googling where where is that right i'm like uh the and most so, dangerous well at one time it was one of the most dangerous parks in the city sure. now it's really nice it was yeah it's like the kind of like the nyu campus yeah, it is exactly. nyu yeah. campus yeah uh, but yeah, there's like a guy who plays pian- like a grand piano in I've the park. Yep. And that was my intro was like me standing and singing with awesome. him. But they awesome. were like, call any of your friends to, if they, if they, if they want to be in the intro with you. Right. And so I was like, I only really have a handful of friends that live in New York who are available at a drop of a hat. Right. So I had my one friend, um, Patty Harrison, who I love, who's gone on to do a bunch of stuff. She's uh, killing it right now. But um, I feel like I know she was the in name. my intro. Yeah, um, yeah. It was George comic, Harrison's wife's name. Exactly. Improv. Is it? Maybe it is. Uh, wow. She was improv. She does. Um, she's she's been in a million things, but like I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Oh, she's that's in such that. a great show. She's so 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 funny. She's like wow. the funniest human being on planet Earth. But, well, I bet everyone was. But yeah. sorry that they missed. Having an opportunity to be in your intro. If you right. ever had that opportunity but again, just call intro. us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next time, next time I get when they pick up my contract, six, uh, right, six years later, um, right, we'll come. I'll, be I'll in fly your out intro. to be at that next to that I'll baby grand piano. Grand piano <laughs> it was super. It was super uncomfortable. I had no idea what I was doing, where I was, what I should do. Luckily, it's like one second of time. Right. But afterwards, my friend Patty's like, "Oh, there's this really awesome Chinese restaurant." Right around the corner from here, we got to go. And I was like, cool, let's do it. So we go to this place, and she orders. She's been there before. And she orders a tuna skeleton. Have you ever seen that? Like, so hmm. they bring out just the bones of a <laughs> massive tuna. Huge. And it has been stripped of all meat. There is no meat on it. It's just the bones. And it's kind of the, like, rib. Like they basically just hand you spoons and you dig out Ew. the rib meat in between the tuna. I guess I don't know if it's Chinese now. I'm thinking it sounds Whoa. that sounds pretty Japanese. It sounds um, very, uh, but I don't know unknown. what it was. But it, I remembered scooping out with a spoon a tuna skeleton. Yeah, days into me, and I'm like, "You're such a freak, Patty's Such a freak, taking me here and ordering this." What was the restaurant? Do you remember what it was no, called? No, no fucking clue. But it's very close to Washington we'll to Square Park. Yeah, very close, yeah. and it's in a garden unit. It's like. Downstairs, underneath, right. yeah. Anthony Bourdain would have known. Oh, for, for sure. sure. I, I used to live up the block from Washington Square Park. That's why I'm asking. It, it I, yeah, I never went back, <laughs> uh, but it is <clears throat> indelibly burned in my memory that just scraping a tuna skeleton I with j- spoons. But you must have been on a high. You just recorded. You're now 
like a new feature on SNL? Like how, how it was, was it that was, yeah, yeah. How did, how did this come about? They came and saw me in Chicago. Okay. So, was, so the scouters, oh, it's yeah. a real thing. It still happens. Oh yeah. I mean, they, they, they came, I don't know if they still do. I bet they do. But, um, every summer it was a thing. They would come out and see IO, the showcase at IO, and they would see the second city shows right wow and i was not super involved at second city but i was super involved at io and okay. had a great relationship with sharna halpern who ran io chicago and she kind of sends out the text of like they're coming this weekend you know you got two days to right to work out your your two five days. minutes of wow. solo sketch yeah so you're doing like five minutes of or so of Character. whatever you want to do right so for me you know, I do songs, so I definitely mm -hmm. ended with a little song. Mm -hmm. But the first time I auditioned for them, it was pretty standard, pretty standard uh, SNL audition. I tried to do a bunch of, bunch of characters, right. bunch of little, you know, as much as I could pack in in five, five minutes. And then I that was 2016, and I didn't get it. But Alex Moffat got uh, cast yeah. on the show the year that year. They I came out Alex. the next year. Alex is amazing. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. so. But I saw that it was possible. I'm like, right. oh my gosh! But at the same time. They had just hired a couple white guys. So I was like, we're probably uh, not going to hire anymore. Oh. And so the <clears> second <throat> year, they, they came out. Sharna put me up again. They, she said they, they would like to see you again. I said, cool. Uh, and this time, I was like, the chances of them hiring a white guy are not great. Right. Um, so I'm going to just do something a little weird. Because you're, you're performing in front of a packed house of like, the SNL people are sitting in the front, you know, mm. but it's a it's a home game. Like right. everyone else is your friends and people rooting for you. So, so at least it's your room. I mean, it's a very warm yeah. crowd. Yeah. Um, with these with, a, with some tough judges in the front, but they know that. Uh, but I just came out and I did one long crowd work bit where I come out as God, right, like, with my big bushy beard, and I just take questions from the audience where I'm just like, y'all are fucking everything up. Like <laughs> if, you, if you have any questions about anything, I will straighten it out here and now. Like right. you, I got you for five minutes. So let me add them. And yeah, they, I did that. And they flew or the next night they had, they met a bunch of us for drinks. Um, and then they ended up flying some people out and they had us uh, all on the same email uh, at IO there was like six of us I think that got flown out right and they said mm. these are you guys they want to come fly you out to New York um, every one of you guys can do what they saw you do here in Chicago we, they just want you to do it on tape on the host stage the, right. the classic audition except Luke they need to they don't want to see that God thing again you need to write it all <laughs> new uh, five minutes for them and so I'm like oh my god I'm so fucked oh, I'm so man. fucked not a lot of time to pull something oh, it was two days to, uh, right. how do you I mean I can't even put together a good joke in two days but like at the end of the day it is the job is you're writing like current on based off yeah. current events and shit so yeah. I like Really dug through the notebooks. I was like, do I got anything I can do that they haven't seen? And so kind of did my best. Um, did the did the classic audition that everyone's seen. And I remember, you know, a few weeks going by. And every every time, every step along the, the ladder, I was just like, what a crazy that I got this far. Right. Like, this is already the fact what that I'm. What a huge accomplishment. Yeah. I mean. Absolutely. Going to New York. I'd never been in, to New York for the first. That and was, you're pretty young now, right? I, you're I, like fresh out of college, right? So, so. The, the, when I got cast on SNL, I was 27. Okay. Which I'd been in, in Chicago since college. So like five years of being in Chicago. Yeah. And I was not uh, 
you know, the king of Chicago by any means. I was definitely like performing for free, right? Working a day job, yeah. Uh, yeah. paying and, your dues, building yeah, your bones. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I it, it's a mm-hmm. great community there, but I it was is. like, I kind of went from single A baseball to MLB. I definitely right. skipped some really steps quickly, super fast. Wow! But I I went and I did the that audition. I felt okay, but I didn't walk off being like booked it, you know? Right. Uh, and, you know, I'd never been to New York, so I was enjoying New York. Went home. A couple weeks go by. I'm at my day job. They, you know, I get, they want me again. They're going to fly out again. Luke, any impressions, any political stuff. And I was like, oh, I, li- I don't have any impressions. So believe it or not, not a great fit for what they're doing right. nowadays. A uh, little less character centric now, a little more impression centric. Right. Um, but I did my best, went back out, wrote it up again, wrote a new five minutes again, was scrambling. Um, yeah, I remember, uh, trying out my, my five minutes anywhere in town that would have me those like two days before we went out. Yeah. And I remember performing it it for Mick Napier, who owns the Annoyance Theater in Chicago. He's a freaking guru. I've I've heard. He's, He's the man. I love that guy. But he was like, we're like at the bar and he's like, here, come downstairs and just do the do your set for Phenomenal. me. Phenomenal. Right. That's so I'm cool. doing my set for him and he just sits there and he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's listens to it and he goes like, shorten that, cut that. You're good. Like, and he was, I took his advice. Wow. Took his advice. Oh, great. Went out, did it, you know, did the audition again. Again, you know, you meet all the writers and producers. They make you jump through a lot of hoops. You are really well, going through it. And then, yeah, I was at my desk weeks later. Um, it was like, 4:45 on a Friday and I was, you know, had an Excel spreadsheet open. I was at the office and I get the call and I stand up and I had to like put in my 15 minutes wow. notice that I'm going to be living in New York come Monday. Wow. Yeah. It was how exciting. I mean, I didn't have a manager. I didn't have like any reps. I had never auditioned. I had auditioned for a Slim Jim commercial. Right. And didn't get it, unfortunately. And then I auditioned so for SNL for and I got gym. it. Which that was the second audition I had ever. Everything happens gotten. for a reason. And you had to find an apartment. Oh yeah, yeah. Like right. Immediately. Now, do they help with that? Do they? They give SNL, you some money I mean, to move. And I remember being good. like, oh, I was like, yeah, I think they gave me like ten thousand dollars to move, and I went, oh. No problem. Oh, Easy. And then I realized clean. I used every fucking First cent of that shit. Security. Oh. It adds up. And you have to do like a broker. It's such oh, a yeah. 15% so predatory. In New York. Oh, oh yeah. it's a nightmare. No, it's, it's, a it's a disaster. Yeah, oh, yeah. it is. And yes, then I also made my wife, uh, she wasn't my wife then, but she had to pack up our apartment in Chicago and what? downgrade from a two bedroom to a studio in Hell's oh. Kitchen. Right. Oh shit! It was, and she married you anyway. And yeah. that, and that yeah. Hell's Kitchen studio was probably twenty six hundred bucks. Twenty eight fifty. Man, yeah. man. It, yeah, it had a view and pretty much nothing else. It was, it oh, was. She got the view, but it, it must have just been poetic, though. That you here, you are. I mean, like you get to fly out and get to. I mean, talk about uh, the living the dream. Definitely. Like it, really pretty young on in your career oh i mean mean, couldn't be greener Mm -hmm. um yeah and there's definitely like the getting the call and making the move like it was all so exciting and it's very secretive you know they 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 don't announce it Ah. until weeks later so i'm like already living in new york and people are like you know i you kind of have to leave in the middle of the night so i never really got to fully 
kind of like say goodbye to Chicago. Oh, I kind of wow. had to leave in the and middle of the night. Can't like announce anything on your socials. You just no gotta, hell no. And they're oh, like, yeah. we'll know it will be you that leaked it. Oh, like right. in boy. LA and New York, there's like there's lots uh, of buzzards looking for info, but they're like in Chicago, you're the only person we're getting from Chicago. So right. if someone finds out you're on SNL, you it's told you. them. Yeah, wow. and I was like, oh shit, he's right. That was Lauren Michaels told me that. And you uh, say you say it was the standard audition, but from what I hear, it's this real, real rigorous audition. Like, oh, like a it's a real super thing. rigorous. It's yeah, good, like, like they go out of their way to give you nothing. They try to kind of ice you out and make you sweat. It's uh, it I, I I meant standard as in like when you've seen like the the videotapes. It's all on that same stage. Okay, you know, it's the, okay. Yeah, it's we the, see there that like it's we, the classic audition. I think is and Kristen Wig right. and. Right. Yes, and then uh, Barry Katz, he goes over the process. He's I, I listened to his podcast, and he's had guests, Chris Red. Yes, Chris Red I got hired the first and... the same year as Chris. Oh, so Chris oh, and I came in together. Excellent, okay. Uh, but I was dead on arrival. Yeah. Right away, they kind of looked me up and down. A lot of these, like, you know, uh, New York, mm, you know. Damn it. You know, the, the, I'm not going to, you know. But it's that was hard. my experience was... They saw me, a Midwestern dude, who's just like, was I was way too nice. And, and <laughs> I, they just, they wanted nothing to fucking do with me. The people who had been there for years, at least. Right. Well, they're a little threatened, uh, too. We don't oh, have to say any names, but a, I mean, you it's know, toxic, it's cutthroat. Yeah. It's a, it's and even the vets are struggling to get time no and get into, into some sketches. They all, they all have hives on their neck. It Permanent is, hives. I it noticed. gives you. I never yeah. had any sort of like anxiety shit in my life. I mm. genuinely had no idea until I got to that place, and I went, "Oh, this is what a, a panic attack feels like." Because you of know? the schedule. No, there's a lot that doesn't help. Right. You, you get used to not getting used to not knowing when you're going to sleep. Right. You know, like wow. just because it, it's it's, it's a like demanding being on call. Yeah, like a, a doctor on call almost. There yeah. is. It's 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 a weird place, and they've done it exactly the same way for since day one, forty something years. So anybody who's been there that I've since met, I it this it's this weird club of it was exactly the same it's, when Sarah Silverman was there, exactly the same when Janine Garofalo was there, exactly like right. anyone who was there for a year and it didn't work out. It, I love hearing them talk about it because I'm like it's literally exactly the same, really cutthroat. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, that's just the way they do it there, um, you know. Um, but, hey, you have that on your resume. I'm thankful it's for the ass whooping. valuable right? experience. You, I mean, just to even say that you're SNL alum, it's a phenomenal credit to have. For sure. No one can take it away from you, and you fucking did it. For sure. You did it. Yeah. Well, so, Lauren Michaels can take it away from Lane, you. Lauren well, certainly did. <laughs> well, I mean, no, but I'm, but I'm saying time, like, you still were on right. the show regardless. Like yeah. You were on that show. You yeah, were on was, that iconic, legendary show. For and sure. who knows in the future if you want to, you know? Right? Yeah. I mean, it's not over. Like You could try to get back if you wanted to. No. Oh, the no? door is pretty much... Close to to SNL at least, but like oh. Broadway video, you know, like the right. you know, there's okay. a, it opens other doors. But as yeah. far as like SNL goes, it's a I left on good terms. I didn't piss anybody mm -hmm. off, or of you know, I run my mouth, and you yeah, know, I I, I kind of left with like a mouse fart. I probably went out. There's been times where I'm like, I wish I'd flip some switches on the way right. out or something. Oh, but not really, know. not no, obviously, but um. You know, you see, I've heard other stories of people who were there that it was, you know, it breaks you in different ways. Uh, but like you said, it, it, there were times that I can now look back on. It's been long enough that it took me 
probably two years to kind of get over it. Uh, just because it's it's kind of I kind of compare it to um, the Princess Bride. You ever see Princess sure. Bride? Um, Inigo Montoya, Ma- oh, Mandy yeah, Patinkin's character. Mandy Patinkin. He gives that uh, monologue at the end where he's the whole movie. He's been saying, you know, six fingered right. man, you killed my father. I'm an Inigo. Prepared uh, to die, right? right? And at the end of the movie, spoiler alert for Princess Bride listeners, oh, he kills the guy. Right. <laughs> and then at the end, he gives this speech where he goes, "My entire life." Every choice I was making was after in pursuit of this one goal. And now that I've done it, I don't know what I'm going to do anymore. I very much felt like that where I'm like, I moved to Chicago with the pie in the sky that I'll audition for SNL, which is insane already. But like all of that stuff happened. And then I'm like 27, 28. And I'm now like, well, I've now done the thing that I wanted to do and it was immediately taken from me and now I'm like well fuck what do I do now and I was so glad that I had stand up stuff yeah. um, because you get to control at least some of that you didn't have to you go do. back and get a day job that is true Yes, you know? and no one can take your talent away from you <sighs> You know, that's, that's yeah, the I thing. And, and yes, because we're, we're all actors here as well as right. stand-ups. And what I do like about acting is, or no, what I, what I, what I do like about stand-up is we are in control. Yep. Where Definitely acting more is than a total, acting, total crapshoot, you know, um, truly. and never going to quit, but it's, you just, you can do everything right and still not make it yeah. as an actor. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of timing, a lot of luck. Um, I think it's the same with stand-up. I think it, there is, I, here's the thing. I think it's. Any art you choose to go in, including culinary arts, sure. whether you're a ballerina or an actress or stand-up comedian or a painter or sculptor, whatever it is, right. I mean, you're, we're cursed. Truly. To be born an artist is to be born cursed. At least you know? when you try to make it your meal ticket. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's no guarantee. Well you know, And there's no rhyme or reason mm-hmm. and there's no rules. It's like... My agent who just retired, he once said to me, I was asking him a question. I, I was so frustrated one day and we were on the phone and I said to him, am I on some list? Like, of a do not touch am list? I, am I on the Hollywood blackball list? Right. Did I piss someone off at some point? And he yeah. started laughing. Who did I hurt? And he actually mm-hmm. said to me, well, there is that list, but no, you're not on it. Right. And um, he said, I've, what? I've often wondered... If you're on that list. No, 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 no. I have not. No, I am not on that list. But I did ask. And he said to me, listen, he said, there's no rhyme or reason. There's no rules. And there's no book. He said, if there was a book that would tell you how it is to be successful in show business, there would be no starving actors. Everybody would be working. You are right about that. You know, and with the amount of streaming platforms there are now, I don't see why that isn't the case. True. There's enough work for everybody. Yeah, we could point. all get a Quibi show, right? We can all, we can, yeah. And YouTube is very real. Yes. Look at Louis C.K. YouTube <laughs> is very real. It's yeah, real. I'm telling you. Yeah. And you know, I think it's really going to work to your benefit and does work currently to your benefit that you are really nice. Hey. You know, it's, you're professional. It's only hurt me up to this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I just think, you know, I'm all, you know, being from the Midwest, I, I know, and I, I'm just speaking for myself. 
because this isn't, you're very, very funny. I know I'm not the funniest comic. Oh, no way. But I have no problem getting booking stage time. And right. I'm told it's because I'm easy, I'm nice, I show up on time, I'm reliable. It's all that Midwestern stuff. You're not giving yourself enough credit, though. Well, they wouldn't book I mean, you if you weren't funny. Well, thank you, but I. But there are so many funny comics in this town. That is also that true. I, I think that they are more apt to go with the funny comic who's nice, yes. who doesn't give them a hard time, doesn't you know, not that, doesn't show up in prima donna mode. That, that's sort of an unwritten stuff. Thing in the industry as a whole, you know, when people ask, like, God, that guy's such a crappy actor. How right. does he work so much? He's easy to be on set with for 15 hours a day. Right. That's the thing. You know, when you got to be around someone for 15 hours a day for eight weeks on a location, you're going to take the less talented, more amenable actor yeah. than the guy who's going to make your life a living hell for two months. True. That you is definitely, yeah. Yeah, they're... There's something about being easy to work with that I'm I'm sure does help. Oh yeah, and there's so many horror stories of nightmare people just because they have enough credit or we, they got enough. We hear that too. Uh, but like but. I, I like stand up though because there is a certain amount of, um, like in acting, there's a lot of people like you say that maybe maybe aren't great, but they have a lot all the right connections or they uh, they've been doing it long enough or X Y Z. There's any number of reasons why right. they would go with some person over somebody who maybe is probably a better performer than them, right? Yeah. But like stand up, there is something animalistic of it doesn't matter how you got up on that stage. Once you're standing up there behind a microphone, either they're laughing or they're not. Right. And that's there's no masking it. There's no hiding. Yeah. Like, no. The laughs are the laughs. They're either no. laughing or they're not. Yes. And, and there's something I love about that is because it really is like it's real in that way. There's Ooh. no decision makers once you're up in front of the mic. It's there raw. are decision makers right. who booked you or flew you there or whatever. But that stuff can suck too. Oh yeah. But and then we've you know we've moved into an era where that actually. Uh, they're they're looking at your social media numbers now. More it's and more no now. longer if you're the funniest you're guy, right. you're getting mm. the work. It you're doesn't right. even matter. Mm. No, it, it or it certainly doesn't matter as much no. as it once did. No. Um, but yeah, there's uh, there's places now where it's pretty much just a look at the number next to your name on whatever platform of their choice, and if it right. doesn't meet what, and I get it, it's a business. They want to sell tickets. They want to because s- s- that Build tells them that you can. Blasted out to certain uh-huh. amount of people or what? I don't know if that's necessarily true. You know, I've, I, but they will definitely book you. They, if you got a bunch yeah, of people they'll on book TikTok you once. or whatever. Yeah, they will book you once. And if you, if you, you know, if you execute, if, you it, if you're funny and if you fill the room, then they'll book you again. You but know, sometimes was, uh, those those social media stars about, don't get another no, shot. You're right. About ten years ago, or at least I tell myself that. Yeah, about, me too. <laughs> I keep telling ago, myself there was a wave <laughs> happening in the stand-up world. Um, where they were booking a lot of YouTubers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But different skill set. It's not, Completely. not only is it not stand up comedy, right. the YouTube videos they're putting up are two minutes, three minutes. And they're booking these guys into headline for headliner money. Right. And what happens is you're exposed. To- completely exposed and then their crowds you get a the club gets a bad review that week mm-hmm. and then the people stop showing up and by the end of the week the youtuber guys eating shit on stage oh yeah and eventually it was like okay no more you learn pretty fast and now now it's like tiktok people they're they're some of these people are so good at it right there's a lot of comedians yeah. that i that i know who are so excellent mm-hmm. at the tiktok game and they're really good in these like Little fifteen second snackables or yeah, the, whatever it is, yes, right. that's well and then you're said, up there for a little snack, 
uh, a long set. Even seven minutes. Can they do? Can they even do seven? It's a different sport. Yeah, you're you're putting a soccer player out on an American football field. It's just not the same sport. It's not the same sport. Stand up is very, very, very hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's and you got to earn it. There, there are no shortcuts. And it's got to put in the work. The other thing, like I, I like. I try to um, any young stand-up comedians who like slip in the DMs and are like, "Do you have any advice or whatever it mm, is?" Mm. I I feel like the thing I'm always I always tell them is like, "You will eat shit one thousand times." Yeah, I think there's getting over. I'm saying like, there is not a skip the like the bomb. Like there's no. a bomb waiting for you always, no matter who you are, at whatever level it. All of us in this room, eventually there's a bomb coming out there. Right. Of, and, and sometimes it's out of your control. Sometimes it's the person who went up before you ate shit and they salted the earth behind them and it's a bad vibe in there. And then you got to do damage control because the whole, you know, like I was at a show where a guy uh, in the audience like tried to f- basically rush the stage and fight. Oh right? my God. And it had to get, they had to throw this guy out of the club. And then the comic that goes after them. They have to fall on the sword and try to right. win them back and get mm. the... And it's the, hard. It sucks. It's, it's very su- difficult. And, and it's unfortunate. Like, you don't get to do the you set can. you wanted to do. Right. And all of a sudden, you're standing there watching this happen. You're like, well, my job just changed. Yep. Now I have to be an MC. Pressure's yep. on. You're right. But, but you, know? you can do it. There's a million situations yeah. like that that could, quote unquote, cause you to have a what you would say is a bomb. Or, oh, or, sure. Or there's... Or, or you're just, sometimes I'll get booked somewhere I've never been before, and you go out there, and I got, oh, well, here's the set I'm going to do for him. And then a few minutes into it, you go, oh, boy, well, I'm going to have yep. to change this up because yep. they are not into this. I got to see, yeah. you know, and that's, you know, they say a musician plays an instrument, a comedian plays the crowd. And that's yeah. why they have you go last, so that's you can clean it up. So that yeah. I can adjust butt cheeks on the seat. Ways. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you're killing it on all fronts. Yeah, I tell boy. you, my friend. Really you're killing it on all fronts. Congratulations oh. on all. Hey, just keep you. doing what you're doing. I'm Eventually in OnlyFans. Hopefully I can just I, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all all of us, right? Okay. Apparently now, a lot of comedy clubs are booking you if you have a good OnlyFans following. We know those. Those are a paying clientele. Apparently. You know, any any way you can get that stage time, And yummy wine. (laughs) (laughs) Any way you can get... Yummy wine, you like it? Yummy wine. So we're going to keep this, yeah, we'll keep a... a, We we have to wrap, um, but we're going to hang out and finish this rosé. But before uh, before we wrap, is there anything you want to plug? This drops Monday. Mm. Anything you have coming up? How do people find you? Let's start there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to hit me, my name's Luke Null, N-U-L-L. That's if you search that on any of the the gram, mm-hmm. wherever, whatever, pick your poison of right. platform. I'm on there. Hit me up with a follow because, as you've heard, that's how you get booked now. That's right. That's so right. A, a follow goes a long way. I got you know uh, an album, a stand up album with some of my tunes on there on Spotify. Excellent. All the streaming music. Oh, that's great. Yeah, everybody follow stuff. Luke. Get him some followers so really he can become him. an opening act. Exactly. I want to have comedians about me not want me to open for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Luke, just, you know, keep uh, keep the fire because that's what you're doing. And we're really honored that you were here and hung out with us today. Thanks. Thank you. And thank and you for the wine. And, oh, and it's yeah, also please. Should, it's also, Thanks. we should get this on mic. It is the middle of the day, so it's it nice to have some wine and then have more stuff I have to go do. We now. are drinking during business it's hours. True. And I respect that we are true thanks. to form. And thanks for tuning in, drinking during business hours. We'll see you next time. Take care. <laughs>